And welcome back to another edition of the On The Rocks podcast. I'm Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer for the Denver Post. Wow, what a game last night. Walk-off home run by DJ LeMahieu to lift the Rockies to a 5-4 victory over the D-backs. Kept the Rockies a game and a half over the Dodgers in the NL West. Remarkable statistic, which you've probably heard of by now, it was not only the first walk-off home run of DJ's career, it was his first walk-off RBI. I found that simply remarkable. As good as DJ has been, batting champion, Gold Glover, two-time All-Star, to have his first walk-off RBI. Uh, simply incredible. And on a personal note, let me say this. As reporters, beat reporters, whatever, we're not supposed to root for teams, and we certainly try not to. We root for the story. It's certainly more fun covering a winning team. Uh, but you root for the story. But you do root for individuals. And I was thrilled for DJ LeMayhew. Uh, DJ is so quiet, so soft-spoken, so publicity-shy, if you will. Uh, but he's a really funny guy, very dry, cutting sense of humor. And he's beloved by his teammates and so well-respected. So if I might just gush on a little bit about DJ, I, I was just absolutely thrilled for him to come through in a big moment, in a big game in September. So uh, that was just terrific. Uh, listen, good show for you today. In uh, segment number two, my colleague, Kyle Newman, sits down with uh, Rocky's late game reliever, Soon Won Oh, also known back in Korea as Stone Buddha or the final boss. Kyle sat down with uh, uh, Mr. O and Mr. O's interpreter, Eugene, for a really fun, uh, interactive segment for this podcast. Uh, Kyle's been doing a terrific job with, with the guests lately. He had Matt Holiday last week, and he has Son Wan Oh in this seg- and segment two of this week's podcast. So please stay tuned for that. And then coming up in segment three, I'm going to break down the Rockies' final schedule, uh, size it up, the peaks, the valleys, the hidden pitfalls, the opportunities, all of that as the Rockies head into the final three weeks, less than three weeks of this season in their quest to win their first ever National League West title. And then, if you will indulge me, I'm also going to take the reader through a little bit of what it's like to write a game story, as I did last night, on deadline when it's turned on its head uh, with the final at bat, in this case, DJ's walk-off home run in the ninth inning. Ages me in dog years for sure. Uh, it is a challenge, but I thought you might find it interesting uh, just how my mind at least works when I'm trying to scrabble together a late night crazy game story as I did Wednesday night with the Rockies victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks. So please stay with us. Uh, up next is Kyle Newman's segment with uh, Son Won Oh, and you're listening to the On The Rocks podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the On The Rocks podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman. 
here at Coors Field along Colorado Rockies relief pitcher Soon Wan Oh and his interpreter Eugene Ku, and obviously got a uh, bilingual podcast here today. So Eugene will be doing the interpreting for Soon Wan. We'll be talking a little about his season so far since he came to Colorado, a little bit about his childhood and his career in Asia before he came over. So thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Hello, how you doing? How you doing, Soon Wan? Good, good. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> So let's start off. What's your favorite thing about being with the Rockies and, and in a playoff chase right now? 일단 로키스 팀에 왔는데 제일 좋아하는 구단의 이런 측면이 어떤 거고 지금 일단 또 우승 가능성을 가진 팀에 온 거에 대해서 어떻게 느끼신지 물어봤습니다. 일단 뭐이어이 팀이 와서 일단 좋고 모든 선수들이 열심히 하는 데 있어서 나도 긍정적으로 좋은 에너지를 많이 받고 있고 또 팀이 치열하게 순위 싸움을 하고 있기 때문에 그 역시 뭐 누구나 다 알고 있는 거고 조금이라도 팀의 도움이 무조건 되고 싶은 마음이 첫 번째. Said, uh, I'm happy to be here um, and I'm um, absorbing a lot of positive energy from a lot of guys over here so that's a that's a very very good thing for me um, and also you know going on to this uh, September and Penn and Chase is pretty exciting so just happy to contribute whenever I can. Again, Kyle Newman alongside Soon Wan Oh and that was Eugene Ku doing the translating there. Let's look at your career trajectory, Sunwon. You had some interest from Major League Scouts in 2000. You went undrafted. You missed all of 2001, 2002 due to Tommy John surgery. How hard was that to come back from Tommy John? I had read that you were, were thinking about, hey, am I going to hang up my cleats? I mean, how hard was that? 그러니까 이제 2000년도쯤에 이제 드래프트에서 지명이 안 되고 그다음에 이제 수술을 하면서 2001년, 2002년을 쉬고 그다음에 나중에 프로에 데뷔하게 되셨는데 그때 이제 뭐 야구를 그만둬야 하다라는 이런 전도 어디서 읽었던 것 같은데 그때 이제 다시 프로로 복귀하고 이제 프로로 데뷔한다고 이제 준비하는 게 얼마나 어려웠었는지 그거에 대해서 물어봤습니다. 일단은 2001년에 처음 토미전 서지를 했는데 그때는 이제 모든 게 환경도 열악하고 재활이라는 게 이제 힘들기 때문에 2년이라는 재활했기 때문에 좀뭐 그런 것들이 엄청나게 힘들어서 이제 야구를 그만둘까 이제 몸 상태도 그래서 생각도 했지만 반대로 또그 시간이 있었기 때문에 지금 여기까지 오게 되지 않았나라고 생각하고 있습니다. Yeah, it was a difficult time when I um, had to get the Tommy John surgery done in 2001. And for the next two years, right while doing my rehab, um, it was just difficult times just to, um, you know, go through it. And uh, I even had to think about, you know, just hanging up my cleats um, just because it was just difficult in all kind of perspective. But um, I believe that um, because of those two years and the rehab sessions I had, um, that's why I'm here right now. So trying to look at the good spot. 그 2년이라는 시간이 재활을 하는 시간이 물론 재활 운동을 하는 것도 중요하지만 어떤 이제 생각적으로도 이제 조금 많이 성숙할 수 있는 시간이 됐다고 생각을 하고 있습니다. I think the two years of um, rehab actually um, improved me like as more of a person um, because of those two years um, going through that difficulty feel like I just learned a lot. Again, folks, this is Kyle Newman alongside Soon Oh and Eugene Koo on the On the Rocks podcast. Soon talking about his baseball career and baseball fans sure glad he persevered. Uh, uh, Bud Black is interrupting the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, folks, thanks for listening in. Bud Black. Lo- <laughs> Gaja means let's go. Yes. Let's go. Okay. Good folks, uh, here, here at Coors Field, just inside the Rockies dugout, and Buddy Black coming by. 
throwing a little two cents there. Let's get back to you, Sunwan. So obviously you went on to uh, the KBO and then to Japan too. Very successful there. Uh, pitched in both World Series, you know, in Japan and Korea. Do you ever think about your legacy and kind of what you've left just after all of these years playing baseball, Korea, Japan, and now here in America? 그래서 이제 커리어에 대해서 좀 얘기를 하고 있는데요. 이제 한국에서도 월드 시리즈를 경험하고 일본에서도 월드 시리즈를 경험하고 이제 여기서도 어쩌면 이제 경험할 수 있는 기회가 주어지고 있는데 이제 본인의 커리어에 대해서 좀 얘기를 해주시고 이제 그게 어떤 의미인지 약간 야구에 있어서 그걸 좀 설명해 주셨으면 한다고 했습니다. 일단은 뭐 커리어나 성적을 놓고 얘기하는 것보다도 리그가 다르기 때문에 그런 것보다도 일단은 프로에 처음을 데뷔한 게 2005년부터 지금까지 뭐큰 부상 없이 그래도 불펜 투수로서 이렇게 꾸준히 할수 있다는 그거를 이제 가장 어 스스로는 높게 평가를 하고 있는 거지. So, uh, I'm not sure if I'm the right person to go into about stats exactly. Um, and it's all different leagues where I participated um, in those uh, World Series for Korea and Japan. So every league is different for me. Um, but I feel like I'm um, just going through those experience. It's something um, um, that kind of improved me as a person. And uh, there's a lot more that I learned from uh, those experiences. So. Um, um. 뭐 리그가 다르기 때문에 성적을 놓고 얘기를 하는 것보다도 이제 뭐 거기에서 하는 것도 분명히 준비를 하는 거나 운동을 하는 건 여기에서도 똑같기 때문에 그걸 이제 어 10년 넘게 꾸준히 15년 정도 이렇게 하고 있다라는 게 스스로가 가장 많이 갖고 있는 거지. For me, um, I kind of take pride in um, just um, doing the long run right now and um, just continuing on with my career for a long time. It's kind of what I take most pride in. Um, so in different leagues, I still go on and uh, do about the same kind of way I do always, um, just like doing it over here. So for me, it's more of trying to you know, take care of myself rather than you know, going after uh, those different leagues types. And folks, that's Eugene Koo translating, or should I say interpreting, for Soon-Wan Oh, Rockies relief pitcher. Uh, St. Louis 16-17, and 17, Toronto, first part of this year before being traded to the Rockies at midseason. He's been a huge bolster in that bullpen, and he is looking to become the first player to ever pitch in the Korean, Japanese, and MLB World Series. Rockies fans would sure love it if that would happen. Uh, one more thing about your background, Soon-Wan. I read a story about childhood baseball origin story basically where you had a, a little rubber ball that was handed to you in a, in a fitness test uh, over in Korea when you were 11 years old could you tell me about that moment how it kind of sparked your baseball career 이제 야구를 시작하게 된 계기가 어린 시절에 고무공을 이제 체력장에서 던지는 이제 시험이 있었는데 그 순간부터 이제 야구를 시작하게 됐다는 것을 어디선가 읽은 것 같다고 하셨거든요. 그게 어떻게 시작된 건지 좀한 번만 설명해 주실 수 있냐고 했습니다. 그게 이제 뭐 학교에서 하는 이제 뭐 거기에서 이제 그 고무공을 가장 좀 멀리 던져서 이제 뭐어 선생님이 이제 야구 선수를 한번 해보면 어떻겠냐라고 해서 지금까지 이렇게 약을 하고 있는 거지. Said uh, it was kind of a just a, like PE test at a school um, where we were supposed to um, try to throw a rubber ball as far as we can, and um, I kind of threw it pretty pretty far away. And um, the teacher back then kind of asked me, um, so uh, you kind of throw pretty pretty good. Do you want to you know try baseball maybe? And 
that's kind of where my career started. 그래서 그 고무공을 던졌던 게 처음 시작했던 고무공이 올해 로키스에서 월드 시리즈에서 던졌으면 좋겠다고. <laughs> he said, um, I hope the rubber ball um, that I threw back then would transition into a World Series baseball that I'm going to pitch later down the postseason. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, one more thing about that. So you had to transfer schools, right, in order to get on a baseball team after that? Ah, 그래서 이제 그때 그러면은 전학을 가서 야구를 하게 된게 야구를 하기 위해서 집 주소도 옮기고 학교로 옮겼지 바뀌었지. Said, yeah, I had to, you know, move somewhere, and um, I also had to, you know, change schools or transfer to another school. Yeah. 야구를 전문적으로 하기 위해서 다른 학교로 전학을 간다. Just because um, I wanted to, you know, to um, go to a baseball school, pretty much, where they kind of expertize in, you know, how they teach and play baseball. Yeah, so I had to transfer to another school. Well, obviously, Sunwon, oh, no, no stranger to traveling for baseball, coming over here to the States from Korea uh, and Japan, I should say, a couple years ago. Again, that was Eugene Koo and Sunwon Oh on the On the Rocks podcast. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, really appreciate you. it. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. And let's tune in to the final segment. Patrick Saunders has more analysis on the Colorado Rockies. back to segment three of the On the Rocks podcast. I'm Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer for the Denver Post. Thanks once again to Rockies late game reliever, Son Wan Oh, his intrepid interpreter, Eugene from Cincinnati, as well as my colleague, Kyle Newman, uh, for a very interesting segment. Uh, good stuff there about uh, Mr. O's upbringing, how he became a baseball player, and of course now his role, important role, in the back end of the Rockies bullpen. Uh, as promised, let's break down a little bit of the Rockies' forthcoming schedule. Uh, it promises to be difficult, and even though the Rockies currently are 80 and 65, uh, a game and a half in front of the Dodgers heading into this afternoon's game against the Arizona Diamondbacks, a lot of challenges remain, despite last night's huge win off D.J. LeMahieu's walk-off home run. I wrote last weekend that I thought the Rockies would need to win 92 games to win the NL West, capture their first division title in franchise history. Not so sure it's going to take 92 now. Um, Dodgers, of course, lost two games at Cincinnati. I didn't see that coming. So the Rockies might be able to win the division with maybe 90 games. Nonetheless, they're going to have to play their A game here over the final 17 games of their season. To finish with 92 wins, a high watermark in my mind, they would have to go 12-5. and five. That, that's, that's quite a chore. To win 90 games, of course, uh, would take uh, not quite as much heroics. But let's just break down where the Rockies go from here. After this afternoon's game against the D-backs at Coors Field on a hot, windy September afternoon in Denver, the Rockies then go three games at San Francisco at AT&T Park. Uh, it's a place that gives any team trouble, except we know the Giants are in a free fall now. They're finishing the season with a terrible losing streak. Uh, they have guys hurt. 
Buster Posey is out for the year. Uh, they look like an aging team. They look like a team that's cashed it in. But when a team loses that many games as a row in a row, and I believe it was up to 10 or 11 games lost in a row for the Giants, that's not going to continue. In other words, they're going to bounce back at some point. The question is, do they bounce back against the Rockies? Uh, always tough to tell with baseball. You never know uh, when a team that's in a free fall is going to snap out of it, when a team that's on a hot streak is going to come crashing down. But I think the Rockies are certainly capable of taking two or three in San Francisco. If they can do that, that would be huge. Then comes the series of the entire year. Three late-night games at Dodger Stadium in L.A. against the Dodgers uh, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Uh, boy, that those games more than likely uh, are going to play a huge role in what happens uh, in the NL West. Uh, Dodgers, of course, have a huge series uh, against the Cardinals first. And I know I keep using overusing the word huge, but it's true because the Cardinals are battling for their playoff lives, as are the Dodgers. So we'll see, uh, after four games in St. Louis, where the Dodgers stand. So after the three-game series against the Dodgers, the Rockies have their final day off of the season. That's a week from today, next Thursday, uh, before going to Arizona for a three-game series at Chase Field against the D-backs. Uh, again, uh, the, if the D-backs are in the hunt, they're going to be a dangerous team. If the D-backs' free fall continues and their struggles in the bullpen continue to hurt them, uh, maybe the, the D-backs are... Not just a wounded team, but a, a team that's cashing it in at the end of the year. We'll see. But there are three games left at Arizona for the Rockies. And then you come home for the final home stretch. And that's seven games at Coors Field, beginning with four against the Philadelphia Phillies, who were, were everybody's darling uh, until recently. Uh, they themselves are in a little bit of a free fall right now. And you got to wonder, are the Phillies still going to be a dangerous team as they come into Coors Field? Or will the air be let out of their balloon, so to speak? Uh, tough to say. And then, of course, the Rockies finished the year, the regular season, with three games against the Washington Nationals at Coors Field. The Nationals, I think it's fair to say, are baseball's most disappointing team this season. Uh, all sorts of things have gone wrong for the Nationals, but they still have Max Scherzer, my pick for the National League Cy Young Award winner. Uh, they still have Bryce Harper. They still have some talent. So bottom line, yes, the Rockies have a mess of games at home. Yes, they're in a terrific place, but they are going to have to take care of business if they want to win their first division title. But of course, it shouldn't be any other way. Uh, that's what good teams do. They meet the challenges. We'll see if the Rockies are up to this challenge. Okay, now, my little self-indulgence segment last night. I promised you I'd take you through what it's like to try to cobble together a game story online uh, when things change as they did last night, Wednesday night at Coors Field. Of course, the game was tight throughout. Uh, D-backs finally took the lead. Uh, Rockies looked like they were going to suffer a pretty bad blow. 
And as usual, the Rockies were struggling to come up with a big hit with runners in scoring position. I gathered all sorts of stats and information. I discovered that the Rockies' 224 batting average with two outs and runners in scoring position was the worst in franchise history. I had found out that their overall 260 batting average with runners in scoring position, no matter the outs, was the fifth worst in franchise history. And essentially, I was going to say, listen, opportunity is knocking on the Rockies' door, but they're not answering. That essentially is kind of what my lead was going to be to my story late night. Then, lo and behold, we get to the ninth inning, and Gerardo Parra pinch hits for a single. Charlie Blackman lays down a sacrifice bunt. Suddenly, I'm writing two stories at once. The clock's ticking because we have an early print deadline at the Denver Post. I'm starting to sweat it out a little bit, trying to keep track of everything, pinch runners, uh, relief pitchers. All of that's going through my head as I'm furiously typing on my laptop at the press box at Coors Field. Okay, so then Charlie Blackman uh, bunts over um, uh, Gerardo Parra. DJ LeMahieu comes to the plate. Now, DJ has never had a walk-off homer in his career. Now, I didn't know that at the time. Perhaps I should have, but I didn't. So here's DJ. The crowd's on its feet. The crowd's roaring. I'm thinking, which way am I going to go with this story? Is it going to be, oh my gosh, a brutal loss for the Rockies or a miracle walk-off win? Well, lo and behold, DJ LeMahieu lines a ball, a home run, above the manual scoreboard in right field for a walk-off homer. The Rockies win 5-4. to four. Coors Field fans go nuts. DJ's running around the field. People are chasing him with a Gatorade water cooler. I'm trying to figure out, change my story, get it in, make sure I have the name spelled properly. Uh, just absolutely nuts. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll notice that uh, sometimes on Twitter I'll say, uh, tongue-in-cheek, you know, get me rewrite. In other words, back in the day, you know, the, the old-time reporters would have to uh, call up the desk and get me rewrite because something was changing. Well, we don't have that anymore, uh, but you do have to be able to turn on a dime. And you want to do it with some flair and some panache, if you will. Unfortunately, my game story, I had to turn it so quickly, uh, my lead to the story was, was pretty pedestrian, pretty boring, truthfully. Just greatest, one of the greatest moments of DJ's career, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes it's tough to, to be... Uh, witty or inventive or creative uh, within about two minutes uh, after a game ends. So uh, I didn't do the best job I've ever done on a walk-off game story. I think when I went back and rewrote it for online and added quotes, uh, added a lot of statistics, added a lot of flavor, I thought it was a terrific story, if I don't mind my saying so. Uh, but I just wanted you to get a sense of, of what we're going through you know, when uh, Jack Corrigan and Jerry Schimmel on KOA Radio or Drew Goodman on uh, uh, AT&T Sportsnet, you know, they do a terrific job and they capture the moment moment instantaneously. Uh, and I'm sure they have calls that they prefer over other calls. It's different as a reporter when you're having to uh, type in a description, type in the words, try to type in the history, if, if you will, and do it on deadline uh, without any errors, without spelling, goofs, etc., not the easiest thing in the world. I've gotten much better at it through the years. I don't sweat it like I used to. Still, uh, it's a bit of a challenge, uh, but it's also a rush. And last night was certainly a rush to cover DJ LeMayhew's dramatic walk-off win. Of course, then I get home from the ballpark, 
and I'm wired and my wife Nancy says, hey, time to go to bed. And she's already in bed, but she's calling to me, hey, you know, honey, come to bed. And I can't. It takes me an hour and a half sometimes after a game like that to wind down. Uh, so anyway, uh, not sure that anyone out there cares, but that's a look into what goes on in the crazy last few minutes of a crazy game as occurred last night at Coors Field between the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. So thank you for indulging me with, with that. And once again, thanks to my colleague, Kyle Newman. Look forward to uh, a playoff run for the Rockies, hopefully, and maybe some more dramatics. So again, for the Denver Post, this is Patrick Saunders, and you've been listening to the On the Rocks podcast.